I'm going to read to you a scripture that's found in, it's actually at the bottom of the sermon, but I'm going to read it to you. Isaiah 43, 18 through to 19 says, Do not remember the former things. Do not remember the former things. 2022 had some stuff that you've got to get over and look forward to in 2023. Nor consider the things of old. Verse 19, Behold, I do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? And I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the, in the deserts. Behold, I do a new thing. New years are about God having opportunity to do new things in our lives and through us. Um, two years ago, um, probably two and a half, probably pre-COVID actually, I went and had a meeting with Terry Hargraves. I said to Terry, dude, um, change has to happen. I feel God telling me... Uh, about change, change for the church, change for what we do. So way back three years ago, I felt the sense that God had prayed about it, talked to Pekka, and then I started to talk to Terry about what that change may look like. And then COVID hit, and we had two years of COVID, and whatnot, but we have still been in our planning processes about this change that I knew God was wanting to do. Uh, and um, probably four months ago, I felt God say, okay, Time to do it. The thing about change, change is a funny thing. If you do it too quickly, it's bad. If you bring change and you plan well, change can be a fantastic thing. Anyway, so this thing's been um, going on for a while. And uh, so what is the change that I'm talking to you about? Well, the change is in how we run and lead uh, this particular church. Most of you have known that we've been um, working with Darren and Zoe, but Darren in particular, Darren and Zoe were campus leading um, Cobram. Greg and Kaz have now gone there uh, to lead Cobram. And so uh, to let you guys know that in March this year, probably the end of March next year, that's when Darren will actually officially become this year. Because it's not next year, because it's 2023. So uh, starting probably at the end of March, Darren will officially lead this church. So can we put our hands together about that? Um, that does not change the fact that we're still part of Ignite. That, that does not change the fact that, um, you know, overall, Pecker and I lead this. We now, um, we're about, we're just launching two new churches in Uganda, one of them quite a significant church. Um, we now have, and this is not to say whoop de doo it's rather to, to make you understand that there's a lot that happens. We, we will now then have, I think, 15 churches um, under the Ignite banner, which creates a whole lot more challenges um, in regard to that. So that's one of the reasons why it's important that we do transition in this change. Oh, Pekka and I will be traveling a bit more. Um, we'll still be here. This is home. Um, we're really not sure what it looks like on the other side to some degree. Um, however, and I still will have input here. I love to communicate to you guys. This is our home. Uh, so we will be, um, when we're here, you know, still um, part of what's going on here. So just so you know, it's, it's actually going to happen. And some of you are going, finally, amen? No. Oh, good. 
No, stuff retirement. No, no, it's not retirement. We're just changing. And like I said, we love you guys. We love this church. I still, uh, like I said, when we're here, Pecker and I want to help lead worship. I I still want to preach. We're just not sure what that's going to look like. One of the strong sense that I have in my heart is when I first found Christ, I was very much an evangelist. Um, Pecker and I had the the blessing, I suppose, of seeing lots and lots of people individually get saved. Kevin Furlong, who we've had minister here, uh, we would fill up a couple of rows of his church on our journey just because we wanted to tell people about Christ. And I feel a strong pull back to that evangelism pull in my life. Um, I feel an anointing come on my life for that. And this is not about me, don't get me wrong, but what I'm trying to say is, and I feel a strong sense of developing an evangelistic team of people out of you guys. Um, feel very, very strongly about that. Uh, anyway, there you go, so that's that. All good? Put your hands together for Darren when it happens. Right here, I want to talk to you this morning about um, vision or revelation for 2023. Vision or revelation for your life and for our church for 2023. Uh, Andrew, you are on the money uh, in regards to what you were saying about you have a purpose in your lives. You are not on the planet just for you. And God has given you time that you are the steward of. And 2023, if you are breathing air today at the beginning of 2023, that means that God has not finished with you and that God has a purpose for your life. And uh, I see some of your, good to see you guys. I haven't seen you for like, I don't know how many years. Boyd's mum over there. It's Boyd's mum, is it? And Corey's mum? Yes. Welcome. Anyway, I'm not picking on you, but you're not here randomly, any of you. You're here because I believe this morning God has a message for you about 2023, that you are breathing air, a gift of God given to you because he has a plan for your life. And it ain't about you. It ain't just about you. It's about his purpose for your life. So um, as we led up into Christmas, um, we talked about the Christmas story, uh, Christmas Day. We had a great service actually, Christmas Day. Um, we had a lot of people turn up too, which was quite amazing. Um, Anyway, the, the, the Christmas message that I bought um, the week before Christmas was basically this thing about uh, God had called these people, Mary, Joseph, um, uh, the shepherds, uh, the wise men, to participate in, be part of the revelation to the world of who Jesus was. Every single one of those people had a part planned for their lives by God. In fact, even before they breathed air on the planet, God had ordained to use them in bringing revelation about who Jesus was. Now, lots of people have a view of who they think baby Jesus is. You know, we have Christmas and and, um, there are people that think, you know, know, Christmas has something to do with maybe a baby called Jesus, but that's about all I know. And see, Unless you get a divine revelation of who baby Jesus really is, he will just be a baby to you. But Mary, Joseph, and those 
people who participated in the Christmas story all had a divine revelation of who Jesus was. Joseph, who was ready to do a runner because the woman that he wanted to marry was pregnant to another, was wanting to run away because he interpreted baby Jesus as a threat and a destructive thing to the plan that he had for his life. But it was not until he fell asleep and he had a dream of an angel coming to him and explaining to him who baby Jesus really was that his life changed and was turned around. Why? Through a divine revelation of who Jesus was. Even Mary. Mary, the whole, the whole, it says that the uh, angel Gabriel came to Mary and uh, he says, Mary, you're going to have a baby and uh, this baby's going to be this. And she goes, how the heck can that happen? You've got to have a man in this process. And then um, the angel says, well, you're, it's going to happen of the Holy Spirit and this Jesus is going to be called Emmanuel and it is God coming to the planet. See, it was a divine revelation for Mary to understand who really Jesus was. How many people here would I say, can you say you are a Christian today? Most of you. It takes or it took a divine revelation for you to really understand who Jesus was. At some moment, some point in your life, somehow the Holy Spirit began to reveal to you that this baby or this Jesus was more than just a baby, but this Jesus was the answer to your life and save, could save you from your sin. You understand there was a divine revelation about it. But here's the thing, it doesn't stop. Because whatever your limited understanding of who Jesus is today is limited. Even Peter had a progressive journey of understanding who Jesus is. I want to, um, can I have an amen? Okay, so now I want to read to you. Jesus had grown into a man, he had called a whole bunch of people who realized, hey, this Jesus is not just some normal guy. He's not just some rebel leader. There is something about this man because he called them and he said, guys, come follow me and I'm going to change your life. So Peter, amongst those men, uh, was one of those kinds of people. And what had happened was, this is getting towards the end of Jesus' life. And Jesus grabs the 12 men together and he's wanting to work out where or how much do they understand who he is? And say so this morning, I think the Holy Spirit is saying to you, how much do you really know who Jesus is? As you look to go into 2023, as you're about to walk your journey to whatever plan that is, what do you actually really believe who Jesus is? So he's got his disciples there at that point. And um, Matthew 16, 15 through to 17, Jesus says to them, after he'd said to these guys, he said, who do you think the world thinks I am? And they piped up and they said, well, some think you're a teacher, some think you're a prophet, some think you're this. And then he puts it on them and he says this. Um, verse 15. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? Who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answers, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus said to him, Blessed are you, Simon Bar-Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. So I want you to think about this for a minute. Peter, 
the world thinks Jesus is this. Then Peter jumps up and says, well, this is who you are to me. Jesus, you're the Messiah. You're the one that was prophesied on. You're the son of the living God. How did he learn that? Did he read it in a book? Did he, through his intelligence, uh, interpret Jesus and, and come through some natural means to understand who Jesus was? No, Jesus says this. He says, Peter, you didn't work this out by yourself. There was a divine revelation or an intervention of God in your life that God has been revealing to you who this Jesus is. Flesh and blood did not reveal that to you. And I want to say to you today, flesh and blood have not revealed to you today whoever you think Jesus is, if you are a Christian There has been a divine intervention from heaven, from the throne of God, who has looked down at your life. And in the same way he looked down at Mary, he looked down at Joseph, he looked down at those shepherds, he looked down at uh, the wise men. There had been a revelation, a divine uh, intervention from heaven, be it an angel, be it whatever. But somehow God began to reveal to Peter who Jesus was. Same with you. You with me? But you don't fully yet understand the immensity of this massiveness of who Christ is. How long have you been a Christian, Glennis? 30 years. How long have you been a Christian, Rachel? 25 years. Jan, how long have you been a Christian? 35. Do you, after 35 years, fully now know who Jesus is. No, you don't. You know who he is, but there is way more for you to understand who he is. You with me? I want you to understand that there is a, if you just work out who Christ is at a natural level, you will never fully understand who he is. It requires heaven working from the Father's will bringing the Holy Spirit down and the Holy Spirit revealing who Jesus is. You with me? Hallelujah. Why? Because, my friend, it's not random. It's not, well, you know, let's just throw it out there and whoever grabs hold of this thing about Jesus coming. It was because from the throne of heaven, the creator of the universe, the creator of the stars, the creator and the very one who gave you breath has chosen Think about it. Why did he pick Mary? Why did he pick Joseph? Joseph wanted to do a runner. Why did he pick Peter? Peter reminds me of Darren. Thinks he knows, but he doesn't really. No, joking. It's a joke. Peter was a bonehead so many times. Peter reminds himself actually of me. Have you guys, any of you watched that, th- that series called Chosen? Watch it. Watch it because it does the backstory behind the stories of Jesus and it interprets these characters like Peter and whomever, um, Matthew and whatever. Anyway, Peter at this moment before Christ was about to be crucified, he didn't even really get it that Jesus was going to be crucified because he said he'd, he'd kill anybody that tried to interfere with his Jesus. He would take a sword and slice them up. See, he had a revelation of who Christ was, but he still didn't get the full picture. 
And we know that because at the crucifixion, he does a runner. You with me? Peter, though he knew Jesus was the Christ, still had a limited understanding of who he was. Hallelujah. How much more does God, does the Holy Spirit, want to reveal to each of you this morning to propel you into 2023 about a bigger understanding of who he is? I love Rui's testimony. She, she thought God was this. Shay thought God was even littler. But a divine intervention because you two are chosen by God because there is a plan on your lives and he ain't done. He ain't done. You're only at the beginning, Shay. You're only at the beginning of seeing the wonder, the veins are coming out of who Jesus is. Hallelujah. Divine revelation is required in order for us to understand who Jesus is. Divine revelation is required in an ongoing matter to grow our understanding of who this Christ is. Amen? <clears throat> Rightio. John fifteen sixteen. You did not choose me. Jesus speaking. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go <clears throat> and bear fruit. Fruit that will last. Fruit that will last is not how houses and money, because that's going to fry one day. Fruit that lasts is that from your life and what you do, there will be fruit or an effect that will go on into the kingdom of heaven. You with me? He chose you. You didn't choose him. Oh yeah, but, but, but I, I made a decision. Of course you did. But you made the decision because he revealed himself to you. You with me? Hallelujah. He chose you for a purpose. He appointed you. He chose you before he put breath in your lungs, before you were conceived in your mother's womb. And he chose you so that your life would impact this planet in such a way that even eternity would be affected because you lived on this planet Earth. Hallelujah. 2023 is opportunity of deeper revelation. Why? So that your life can impact this, this world, not materially, but in such a powerful, profound name that it will go on and echo through eternity because you lived and breathed here because you were chosen. You with me? Amen? A little bit more enthusiasm? We're going somewhere. The word reveal means to make known something secret or hidden. The world, remember, flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, Peter, but my Father which is in heaven. The word reveal means to bring out or bring understanding of something that was unknown and a secret. So at the moment, if we believe what that says, at just like that, that, that journey of Peter, the journey of you right now, you might think you know it all. And if you think you already know it all about Jesus, you are at your ceiling. You are at the most that you'll ever do with your life. But if at 2023, at the beginning of this year, if you are prepared 
to realize that there are things you don't yet know that need to be revealed to you because you don't even know. You are at, you are at an incredible place of potential. Reveal. God wants to reveal things you don't, you don't let know. Think about... Um, uh, think about... Um, Joseph. Joseph didn't get the baby. The baby to him was just trouble. It just upset the plan. Uh, He just wanted to get that baby out of the way, get rid of that Mary, because he had his path and his plan, but a divine revelation from an angel encountering him changed everything. It changed everything. It changed a man from someone who wanted to run away to someone who wanted to participate and be part of the most incredible thing that the world was ever going to see. Think about revelation changes your future. Joseph thought he had this idea of the future. You might think you have the idea of 2023 to you. You might even have planned everything out of it. We did our year planner for the church you know, and, and we've got all these, yeah, 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 yeah. And I remember doing that pre-COVID and all of that just went out the window. When COVID came, nobody knows what this year is going to bring. We are in a stage in history that has tremendous turmoil happening around the planet. We are at a stage in history that the world is, is just in a terrible mess. We are at a stage in the, in the state of Victoria where we have a government set on attacking Christianity. They may not say it, say it openly, but there is a spiritual aspect of what's going on. In Victoria now, as a minister, if I say particular things, I can be subject to jail. If I counsel somebody in a particular way from a particular lifestyle, the law now says that I can be jailed up to a period of time. Things are changing, friends. You might think you've got the happy ever after. You might think life's just so dandy. But I've got to tell you, trouble is on the way. There's more trouble coming in the sense of planet Earth. There are people and millions and millions of people who are going to starve. You know that? Because there ain't enough food on the planet. Things are going to affect this nation of Australia. Things are going to affect your life. But God already knows. And it's not like he's had to change his plan for you. Because man, I never thought COVID was come. Jesus, we've got to change Jesse's plan. Because COVID came. He has not been foiled by the trouble of the planet. You with me? Divine revelation is important because you don't know the future. Divine revelation and hearing from the Holy Spirit is so important to you because it's coming from the voice who stands outside of time. He is not constrained by time. He knows the beginning from the end. He knows the very time you will take your last breath. He knows it. You with me? Divine revelation is about God who knows the future, getting you ready for what that future may be. And wrapped wrapped up in that plan is your life, your life, my life, producing fruit 
that will last into eternity. Fruit in your children. Fruit in your neighbor. Fruit in your family. Fruit in this community. Hallelujah. 2023 is an exciting year. I don't know what's coming. I do know at the beginning of 2022, God said, me, said more trouble was coming. And I told you, and then that Ukraine war came out. Why did I know that? Or why do other people know these things? Because, friend, they are linked to the voice of God. Who doesn't want us to be stuck, beaten up, uh, victims of the world, but people who make a difference no matter what. Is there an amen somewhere here? Divine revelation is so important. Hallelujah. Divine revelation. See, not yet. How much time we got? Oh, darn. Am I boring you? Proverbs 29, 18. In the King James Version says, Where there is no vision, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. Proverbs 29, 18, same verse in, in the NIV says, Where there is no revelation, revelation where there is no revealing from God, people cast off restraint. But blessed is the one who heeds wisdom's instruction. Proverbs 29, 18, same verse in the Message Bible says, if people can't see what God is doing, they stumble all over themselves. But when they attend to what he reveals, they are most blessed. Divine revelation has attached to it, my friends, blessing. Divine revelation from God has an ability to cause you not to stumble. Though the world may do this, though trouble may come, friend, you don't have to stumble like those trapped and stuck in darkness. You, my friend, and I can be prepared by the Holy Spirit to not stumble, to not fall over, to not perish, but friends, to be successful and blessed, seriously, and participate in the master plan of revealing to the world who the baby Jesus really is. Is there a little bit of a more amen? Divine revelation. Casting off restraint. We live in a world that is cast off restraint because they reject God. We live in a world where we have governments and people saying stupid and crazy stuff because they have, they have cast off the restraint or the boundaries of God. That's why the world's chaotic. That's why when you watch people's lives who turn their back on God or who people who don't you know, keep their revelation of Jesus as just the baby, their lives get overwhelmed by all the trouble. You with me? Divine revelation protects us, prepares us, enables us, blesses us. Hallelujah. Now, Peter, remember, let's go back to Peter. Peter, why, you're the Christ Jesus, the Son of the living God. I I got it, man, I know who you are. If they come and try and beat you up, Jesus, I'm going to kill those people. Because he was at a natural place of still thinking. He needed more revelation of who Jesus was. So then what happens is Jesus is crucified. All the stuff happens with Peter. He ascends or raised from the dead first. And then um, he calls his guys back together. And he says, hey dudes, hang out in Jerusalem. Because the Holy Spirit is going to come. And he's going to be the one that's going to give you some power. To be part of the great master plan. 
The Holy Spirit is going to come and He's going to be this revelationary part of God that's going to dwell with you and continue to reveal who Jesus is. I know there's a bit of meat here, but too bad. It's the beginning of the year. So then we find that the Pentecost day happens and then there is a move of God's Spirit and people speak in tongues and, and, and the world don't quite get it and, and, and there's this really powerful thing when the Holy Spirit ascends and then Peter gets up. Peter the man who was chosen, Peter the man who had a purpose, who Jesus had said, friend, I called you, I chose you, I appointed you. Then he says this. And it says this in Acts chapter 2, 17 through to 18. Prophesying of the prophet Joel, Peter says this. Speaking of what was written, uh, spoken by the prophet Joel many hundreds of years earlier. And it shall come to pass in the last days, say God, talking to the crowd that had come around, because of the Holy Spirit coming down. And it shall come to pass on the last day, says God, who? Why, the guy who sits on the throne, who says this? The creator who gave you and I breath. And I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, Jesse. Your old men, Hugh, sorry. Your old men <laughs> shall dream dreams. But wait, there's more. And on my maids, men servants and maidservants, I will pour out my spirit in the last days, and they shall prophesy. See, is Jesus coming back? Absolutely. The, the last day started the moment Jesus ascended to heaven and the Holy Spirit came down. Will Jesus come back tomorrow? I don't know, I don't know. Honestly, wouldn't have a clue. I don't think so. Will Jesus come back in my lifetime? Quite honestly, I don't know. I laugh at people who tell me they know that he's coming back. Very care- you want to be careful with that. Lots of people have said that before, you know, that he's coming back now. Be careful. Because you could join the, the queue of people who are false prophets. Maybe you've had the revelation. I ain't. But I do know he's coming, and I do know I'm in the last days, and I do know that he sent the Holy Spirit to reveal more of who Jesus is to me because my life has purpose and that my life is about being a player in the Christmas story of who Jesus is. You with me? Hallelujah. What do you need at the start of 2023? Because you don't know what's going to happen. Friend, you need some encounters with the Holy Spirit. You need to be a person who is listening and waiting for the moments that he wants to reveal himself to you. I'm going to tell you a story as I close. Is this getting anywhere with you? Or am I like... I'll tell you a story that happened to me 25 years ago, and this goes back to what Andrew said again. Andrew, you prophet, you? Or you prophesy? I don't know. Remember, it says it here, people are going to prophesy. People are going to say things because they see something about the future. Anyway, 25 years ago, 
uh, I was living in a town and life got, just got real tough. And that very day I had been working with actually your father, where's Abigail? With your dad in New Zealand, we were builders together and man, I was done with this Christian thing. And I remember saying to Johnny, I said, Johnny, I just can't feel God. I feel like God has left me and gone on holiday. And he's like, Johnny looks at me, probably didn't get me, whatever, I don't know. Anyway, that night or that afternoon, I receive a call from a friend of mine who was at a meeting in Auckland, and I've told you this, Auckland, we were living in a town fittying her three hours away, like Yarra to Melbourne. And she said, there is an Australian prophet who has come to Australia, uh, to New Zealand. Prophets from Australia to New Zealand? We don't need Aussie prophets. Well, we do, and we did. Note, it was an Australian. And he's told me, and he had a vision, and he said it publicly at this meeting, and she said, I think it's you, Keith. And I'm like, you know, Joseph, I, you know, I'm like, looking at it from the natural. This is probably some kook. He's Aussie. Sorry. And, um, and she says, I've told him I think it's you and he's coming to, coming to meet you. I don't know who this guy is. I'm at a desperate point in my life. And this guy's heading down that day to come and see me that night. And so this dude turns up at my door. I have no idea. I have no, I don't know what this is. I'm just feeling overwhelmed with my life at that particular time. And um, knock, knock, open the door. And here's this Aussie fella with a strong Aussie accent. And he says, I saw you in a vision. I saw you in a vision, and the Lord told me you said today, you think God's gone on holiday. This is fair dinkum, 100 billion percent, my friends. And like, I'm like, shiver me timbers, kind of thing. And he says, can I come in? I'm like, yeah, come in, bro, you know. Long story short is, he prophesied over Pekka and I, you remember my darling? He prophesied over in Pekka and I a whole bunch of stuff. 25 years ago. And um, we lived 25 years of faith. We came here 12 years ago. And Pekka and I had the revelation or worked it out maybe five years ago that this guy was speaking about this place here. Because he said to me that God is going to bring around you a whole bu- a number of families and people who are going to become very good friends of yours And they're going to help and enable you with the vision God has given you. And then he said a whole lot of other stuff. So five years ago, we her and I going like, man, this is this place. Because you guys are our friends. You guys are our mates. And you guys have helped enable us to do a whole bunch of stuff and participated with me. You with me? But here's the thing. A friend of mine rang me yesterday, or the day before, and I had forgotten about some stuff. And he rang me, who a friend I've known for 35 years, who's prayed for me every day of his life. And this guy said to me, Keith, and he reminded me of the Aussie fella. And he reminded me of some stuff that God had spoken back then that has not yet come to pass. Like you said, friends, some of you have had God speak to you. Friends, some of you have had things prophesied over you that has yet to come to pass. Can I have an amen about that? See, we are not here randomly. 
God purposed and he even knew 25 years ago that I would come to this town and Pekka and I would come to this town and be part of this community. God knew even before I took my first breath, even before my mother birthed me, that this would be the place. See, God in this aspect of choosing, choosing and appointing has a plan that he is backing. He has a plan that he backs you in. We're at the beginning of some pretty cool new things and some of you are changing your lives to enable that. I know it. But my friends, you need to spend some time at the beginning of this year waiting with God and the Holy Spirit because he wants to speak to you. Because God wants to reveal to you more of who this wondrous Jesus is because that will propel you just like it did Joseph to put aside his interpretation of the future, just like it changed Mary, just like it changed the wise men who followed a star for many months. This is the same God who is at work wanting to save this planet through his son Jesus Christ. There is nothing more important for your life and my life that we participate with God and this plan. I feel weepy, but I'm not. You with me? So my message this morning, as I close, is this. You don't yet know it all. You only know part of who Jesus is. I don't care how long you've been doing it. And there is way more of the immensity of the wonder of Jesus that he wants to show you and me. That there is a Holy Spirit work that wants, that needs to happen to propel us into this coming year. Hallelujah. Amen. If you have never accepted Jesus as your Savior, or if you have lost your way with him, can we close our eyes? And I'm talking to you guys watching on the stream as well. If you have never, if you have just thought baby Jesus is baby Jesus, friend, he is way bigger than that. And you simply need to ask God to show you who he is. You simply need to be like Joseph, say, God, I'm going to put my own plans aside. God, I'm going to give my life over to your service. That's what you've got to do. If that is you today, simply lift your hand. Yep, awesome. I see that. Fantastic. Anybody else? Eyes closed, remember? So we as a church are going to pray a prayer, and we're finished. And I want you to pray that prayer, my friend, who put your hand up. And I want you to pray that prayer, all of us. To let Jesus take a hold of us, to make room, like that song said for him. Follow me, please. Lord Jesus, today I know you are more than a baby. And I desperately need you. I need more understanding of who you are. Forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for living my life my own way. Wash me clean from my sin. I declare, Jesus, you are Lord. 
take over my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.